I feel like I talk about this influencer, like YouTuber all the time. Her name is Lauren Elizabeth. Mm-hmm. And she recently started talking about her um, sort of journey with becoming sober. Um, and so she t- like talks about how she used to drink a lot and she like didn't really realize that she had maybe like it wasn't a healthy thing anymore the way that she was drinking. And so it took her down this whole path of like becoming curious about being sober and everyone calls it like sober curious because people are like, people want to know what it's like to be sober. So these people aren't like alcoholics. They just want to quit drinking. I think it's like a middle ground. Like it's not like you're a full blown alcoholic. I mean, I don't know what that means, but like, yeah, it's not as though you're someone who like wakes up and grabs a drink. Like, but you're also not someone who just can have like one drink or two drinks and be fine. Like, it's like you become like obsessive about it or like if you drink, you have to drink to get drunk or like stuff like that. Okay. Um, or, or, you know, I guess it like starts affecting other parts of your life that like alcohol obviously shouldn't. So anyway, she recently became sober and has all these videos about it. And I think it's great. I think talking about becoming sober and just about the toll that addiction takes on like your life and mental health, blah, blah, blah. Um, is very important. Mm -hmm. But I think one of the things that sort of bothered me about, about what she said, and this is not a criticism of her because I think it literally is like so pervasive all over social media, um, is the idea of making everything like cool or like, and the reason I'm saying that is because she's like, sober is cool. Sober is sexy. Like, Mm -hmm. For me, being sexy is being sober. And I'm like, that's great. But everything doesn't have to be cool and sexy for you to do it. Like you could just be like, hey, this is something that's good for me. And I want to do it um, because of whatever my reasons are. But I think people, especially on social media, like have to make everything like trendy and cool and like sober. Being sober is like a self-care. It's like, yeah, it is. It's literally like taking care of your body like it's not like a self-care thing yep it's like this uh level of validation that you need to seek for yourself but you have to put it out into the world in order to get it it like a cool thing that people want to like be in the know about in order for you to stick to it and do it yeah also when was being sober ever not it's not like it was not ever uncool or unsexy yeah like what was the what's the purpose of of defining it as as such you know what i mean hi friends my name's nadine and my name is thadini and welcome to you know what i mean exactly what you mean and I think but that's what I mean like I feel like social media has made it so that everything has to be like this big act of like I don't know like it's like chivalry yeah like it has to be this huge thing of like oh my god like this is so cool and that's not to diminish how hard it is to like become sober like if you really you know like when you have a problem with any sort of addiction or any sort of mental health issue like overcoming or even taking the first step in overcoming is like very it's very hard and it's like a very big step and I think maybe your first step 
is potentially your hardest because the neck, like every, every one after is like an additional one. If mm-hmm. that makes sense. It's like, yeah, no shit. Everyone after is an additional one, but you know what I mean? Like the yeah. first step in that direction is like the hardest. Cause it's the one that breaks the cycle, but I wish people focused, you know, on that and like what an accomplishment that is. And like what a milestone overcoming these hard things is. And I think instead it becomes like diluted because of social media of this message of like sober is sexy. Sober is cool. And it's like, like what do you mean? Yeah. I feel I I always have a love-hate relationship with Instagram. We've talked about this before whether it's like on our podcast or when we're together and recently I've been feeling it more than ever at least like especially in this <laughs> global crisis which is the pandemic. I just I've I've had much less patience with it than I've ever had before and it's because of things like this where it's like you go to it for this like mindless mental break but it almost sucks out whatever energy that you have left and it just tires you out and so but on on that note like I don't why do I still have it like I'm still scrolling through it I'm still like thinking about it and even though it just gives me so much stress like I'm just I'm oh I'm honestly I'm over it like I'm I'm so over this And you know, yeah, I know. And you know what it is? Like, it's like, you're always connected. Like you're always connected to like someone or something or like whatever's going on. And I don't know, like, I feel like the, just, we've talked about this before, but like just the sort of atmosphere. Sorry. I like struggled for a long time (laughs) because I have so many thoughts going on in my mind. Like I think before, even just like maybe a couple of years ago, social media was like, yes, everyone put up like their best on social media and it was all like a curated feed, blah, blah, blah. But Mm -hmm. like, it was still like, it was still enclosed within the realm of social media. But I feel like now people think that they need to live their social media life in real life. Yes. If that makes sense. Like, it's not just about like, oh, I did whatever, but like, I'm putting up this like edited version on Instagram. And obviously that has to in itself, but now it's like taking it one step further and being like, and I have put up this edited version that I now need to live. Yeah. Or I have to like live a specific life that's like very curated. And sometimes like I've personally fall into that too, where I'm like, oh, but I need to do this and I have to do this and I have to do that. And it's like, it's fine. Like, it's just life. Like not, it's just life, but it's like, mm-hmm. it is life. Like shit will happen. Yep. Does that even make sense? I don't know. No, I know what you mean. I find I, I think like what you just said really resonated with me, which is like, it's, it feels like this like curated collection of photos that are meant to be candid. And now, especially like with everybody having to be at home, it's like, this is me at home. This is me in my most natural state. And then because that's like what they're putting out there, they, there's this pressure of needing to, to actually live that way each and every day. Um, But I also like, when I think about my, my relationship with Instagram, I think about our like podcast Instagram Mm -hmm. and I that almost serves as like an excuse for me not to fully disconnect like for example if I think about deleting my personal one I'm always like oh but what am I gonna do 
with our podcast, even though they're just, they're two separate accounts and mm-hmm. the one doesn't need to be on for the other. Yeah, you know I mean, I do. I find that I do actually the opposite where I'm like, oh, even if you delete your personal, it's fine. Cause like, you'll still be able to like connect the way you want to on like, yes, on like our, our podcast one. And I'm like, but the whole point is to not connect, but like, you can't even, I feel like you like, can't even live this sounds so intense in like today's world without like social media. You have to be a very secure person and just not have not a, a care in the world. I guess first it, you have to define what it means to disconnect, like disconnect yep. from social media or disconnect from the digital world. Cause you're right. You can't live without the digital world in today's, yep. in, t- in today's world. Should I say world one more time? <laughs> world, <laughs> world, world, world. But it's true, like you can't disconnect completely from that digital atmosphere. But if you are committed, like I feel like I wish I was, um, and you are a really diligent. like diligent with yourself, yeah, and you hold yourself accountable, I think it would do you well to disconnect from the social media atmosphere. Yep, I totally agree. I just feel like, I don't know, like we were talking about, again, like this whole like what you just said about people being home and them being like, oh, this is me in my most natural state, but actually them in their most natural state that they're showing online is like a very like manicured version of it. It's not like literally us where we're like, I just woke up. Like this is me in my natural state. It's like them like having like messily made the perfect like bun and like thrown a little, like, like thrown together, like, literally a setting of their picture and then like wearing specific outfits that are like home clothes so like it's not like they're lying but it's not like home clothes like we would throw on yeah um but yeah and it's it's so detrimental like I've been talking to I've I've said this story to so many people and I've said it to you too but like this Lauren Elizabeth so Mm -hmm. she the reason that I talk about her so much is because I actually don't follow YouTubers Mm -hmm. she's the only one that I ever followed like from the beginning yeah but also in general like I don't watch vlogs or anything and when I used to it would only be hers I don't know why yeah so that's like my only frame of reference because I literally feel like I bring her up every time and people are like what do you have with this girl and it's like I don't have anything but I do I do remember you really liking her when I don't know if it was like when she first started out but I guess when you first discovered her yeah like a few years ago when I was talking to Steph about this like she, I don't know, like, I don't know what it is. Like, obviously everyone's allowed to grow and change and like change their like podcasting. Or, or, I mean, I said podcasting because we're podcasting, but for her, like her social brand. presence or brand yeah. exactly, like, as you grow. But I think maybe as it changed, as she grew, it less, it resonated less and less with me. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I used to like her when, um, when like, like five years ago or whenever I actually discovered her. I thought she was, I thought it was like more fun, honestly. Um, but one of the things that I thought was like really whatever, like kind of strange was I stopped watching her and like following her maybe like a couple years ago. And recently over quarantine, she like came up in my explore and I was like, oh, you know, I haven't seen her in a while. Like whatever, like scrolling yeah. through And I was like, I feel like she's had something done. I was like, Mm -hmm. I feel like she's had something done. Like something is just like, whatever. And there's nothing wrong with 
having plastic surgery in whatever capacity you want to have it. It's just when people don't, when people pretend like they haven't. Yeah. And so anyways, she's like never talked about her plastic surgery or anything like that. And then randomly in the summer, um, a few months after I, I thought this, she put, she put up a vlog and it was like, um, my post quarantine glow up. Oh, I remember this. Okay. And yes. It was, yeah. And it was her being like, I'm getting Botox. I'm getting like these fillers. I'm getting lip fillers. I'm getting this lift. I'm getting this tint. I'm getting my nails done. I'm getting my hair done. I'm getting my extensions put back in. And I was like, what? I was like, that's not then you like hanging out at home in your most natural state. It's, it's obviously like not your most natural state. Yeah. And like, when you don't clarify what you're doing or like you start to live this edited or curated version in real life, not only does it give like a wrong message to a lot of impressionable people in their most impressionable years looking at you, it also goes to show the way that like social media has sort of warped your sense of reality or like not even if you want to argue that it's not warped, it's certainly changed your sense of reality. Yep. And also, what is a post-quarantine glow up? Like my post-quarantine glow up is going to be like me going out of my house. Yeah. My and, post-quarantine glow up, exactly. is going to be going to a restaurant. Yeah, exactly. It's it. I think if quarantine has taught me anything or if like this pandemic has taught me anything, it's the need to just take a step back in every, every shape, aspect. form and aspect of my life. It's like, mm-hmm. just slow it down. And, and it is a little... Again, like there's nothing wrong with getting plastic surgery. There's nothing yeah. wrong with with even like this like quote unquote post-quarantine or whatever post-COVID glow up. It's just that like it doesn't feel right to me. Agreed. That after we do this, after we come out of this, um, hopefully soon because yeah. I'm like slowly losing my mind. After we come out of this, it's like, okay, well, that was that. And now we're moving on. And it's like all back to normal. Like, what is what is the new normal? Because normal's not going to go back to what it was before this. So it, it just seems it seems out of touch to be like, yes, yes. I'm just going yeah. back to like everything that I used to do, because that's not that's not the way forward, at least yeah. how I feel. No, I totally agree. I totally agree. It's like it's also just like a weird state to be in because I think you're right everything in your life is being redefined and so Mm -hmm. yeah it's weird to just be like I'm just gonna go back to normal because it's like well what is that like what does that look like Mm -hmm. but um I was saying this to you but I was like you know I really think that you have you know you're an influencer when and like this is one of the the times when she was obviously like visibly upset and going through like a very hard time with her like yeah journey of of like becoming or staying or getting sober and she's on the phone with her boyfriend and it seems weird because I'm recounting the story like I was there but like that's how that just goes to show that like that's how weird it is so like that this was posted online for everyone to see because it's obviously such an intimate moment and so they're on FaceTime and he's recording it like he does a screen recording of it that's wild and then like six months after she became sober like put it up online as a post for everyone to see being like this was one of the hardest times I'm so happy I'm so happy that I like recorded it so that 
you could like look back on it when you've come to a better place. And I'm like, I understand the sentiment. You're trying to be like, look how far you've come. Yeah. And it's like, like, yeah, I get it. It's like a big thing to come that far. And that even more so makes it such an intimate thing where I feel like you would want to share it with that person and that person alone and be like, remember how hard this was and like, look where you are now. But it was weird to me that in this moment of like, potentially like feeling so low and like vulnerable and like not in a good place mentally, the first thought of someone who's like, like, you know, your go-to is, oh, I'm going to record this to put this up. Not, I'm just going to be here for you in this moment. And that's all that it is. But I, yes, hundred percent. That was freaking weird. Like if I you found did. out that I was having a straight up crisis, okay. Cause like that's what it was. Breakdown. Like if I'm having a breakdown. Yeah. If I was having a crisis and my boyfriend was like, mm, this would make good content. Exactly. <laughs> I would like, exactly. I would say bye so fast, but I, I think it also questions like how do you maintain this idea of like openness and vulnerability and genuinity with your follower base if you are an influencer and and still and and still be true to yourself and respectful of yourself in the sense that like you know if you are going through something do is do you need to put it up like I, I know what you mean I get the sentiment I do but like do you need to why not take a second and just like I don't know like there's it's just for me I find it's like the optics of like how it comes across when you post something like that that's so deeply personal that's like yeah I do get it I get the thought process behind it but I'm also like how are you contributing to the bigger conversation of like being yourself on social media like I know that's like such a vague and random question to ask but I think of the word influencer itself makes me question the validity of what someone is saying. Not because I think that what they're saying is wrong, but it makes me question how authentic it really is and true to their, to, to how they feel. Like if an influencer is sharing an opinion with, with, uh, with me on something, obviously if it's like a product, they're, they're paid to advertise for it. They're like a walking advertisement of whatever it is that they're selling. And so even when it comes to things like how they feel or what they're going through, there's still a sense of like detachment to it. Yes. Yes. Because it, it, it feels like less authentic. It feels like you're just doing everything for the gram, like truly. Yes, exactly. There's like a disassociation from reality, which like, which social media has become. Yeah. And, and in a good and a bad way, like, I think it started as a way to have like a positive, like exactly that, like you can just sort of take a break from everything and just sort of scroll through mindlessly. But yeah, it's sort of what you said at the beginning, like it's actually become something that takes up a lot of energy and like, just like the constant, like barricade you get of like posts and of ads and of things that you should be doing and whatever. And then it really makes you question your reality Mm -hmm. and whether like, and, and, you know, kind of goes back to a different conversation that we were having of like this timeline that you need to be on. Oh my God. (laughs) I cannot handle this. Like 
I, I hate that this is a thing, but I, I know that like any time that you and I talk, a big topic of conversation is dating and relationships and more specifically marriage and how everyone is getting fucking engaged. Sorry. Like <laughs> I am just going to say it. It is wild to me. I don't know why I was <laughs> I'm laughing because I was talking to Kaylee and like someone we knew someone we knew had gotten engaged from from university and I had like texted it to her and I was like can you believe and she goes I feel like every time we hear about another engagement you give me the same shocked response and it's true like I don't know what it is I don't know what it is that's like so shocking to me but it 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 is such a I guess this is it like I guess it's go time everybody is just like popping rings out left right center I'm freaking dead. First of all, absolutely nobody pop a ring for me. You need to design that shit for many, many years, most likely. Um, Anyways, but yeah, no, I think that it like is amplified by this idea of like social media, not the idea of social media, but the idea that social media has created of like one, what your life should be like two, what it should look like. And it's like a constant, like, I don't think that it meant to start out this way, but it's just become this sense of like constant comparison of like, where are you in relation to other people? Where are you in relation to other people that are in the same, you know, age as you or the same demographic as you or the same town as you or, or whatever that may be. And like, I just think it like really fuels this cycle of constant one validation from other people and two, like a like you're like, it's never enough because there's always going to be somebody who's doing something, not even one step ahead of you, but just one step in a different way than you or in a different direction than you. And you constantly, you're seeing that and you're thinking, am I like not there yet because I should be, am I not there yet? Because that's not the path that I'm on, but it's like, you can't help, but feel like there's something that, you know, you're not where you're supposed to be. A hundred percent. 100%. I honestly couldn't have said it any better. And, and I, I think what it is, is like this pandemic has just forced everyone to slow yep. down. And, and like, we've, everybody has had to put out, it's like, it's caused a, it's created this like massive halt in everyone's life. So yep. when you look around and people are moving forward with their lives, whether it's like with their career or with their relationships, the difference between you and that other person feels that much more um like bigger in comparison like they just feel it's it's almost like they just hit the gas pedal and their life went running whereas like I feel stuck I'm like not moving I think too though like I think social media makes it look like they're moving a lot faster than they are but how are but how are you to know that you know what I mean? Like, it's great to like, keep that in mind or like have someone to discuss that with blah, blah. But when you're looking at it and it's like, obviously in the moment that you're looking at it and feeling, however you're feeling, you're not like being like, okay, now take a step back and have a rational conversation with yeah. yourself. What, what does this mean? It's on social media, blah, blah, blah. It's like, you see it and you're like, okay, well fuck me up, I guess. Like, I don't know. Like, just like, it's just like you see it and it's like your emotion, like your immediate trigger of like, oh my God, okay, well, this person is doing blah, blah, blah. And I literally woke up two minutes ago and this person's like having a whole wedding. But I think the other thing too is like, you're right. What this, 
literal global pandemic has forced us to do is stop and reevaluate and take a minute and halt. And I think that if people aren't doing that, like it says more about what they are doing than, than what you're not doing. Because I think this is a time where we should be taking a minute to stop and think about what like the bigger picture is. And that's not to say like people shouldn't be advancing in like their personal growth or their relationships or their emotional growth or their careers or, or anything like that. But, but I think that if people are still moving forward as if nothing is going on, which I know people are, and you know that people are doing that too. And, and I think that's, and it could again be like this like facade created by social media. But I, I do think that like, it's more like, that's more of what you shouldn't be doing versus if someone's not doing that, what they should be doing. Does that make sense? Yeah. It's all relative, I guess. It's all relative. Yes. At the end of the day, it's all relative. And it's also how it's framed by social media, which is very, not only is it misleading, it's it's misleading and it's it's like, not the full story it's falsified yeah like it's a falsified image of someone i i feel like after this conversation i really just might delete it because yeah i feel you i really do think that it will help like i, I keep saying like i i'm gonna delete it i'm gonna delete it and I've said that enough now where I feel like I need to hold myself accountable and actually do it yep. and just disconnect because like you're so you're right like in this I hate that I'm going to say this word because it's been it's like the word of the year but unprecedented time <laughs> you, yeah. you really can't just go on like life as normal and and that includes like what you choose to do when you need to take a mental break. And so social media, social yeah. media just no longer serves that purpose for me. And that's like so valid and so fair. And if it doesn't, then it doesn't. And like you respect yourself enough to be like, okay, and I'm going to let it go. Yeah. But it is hard. Like I feel like, you know, addiction to social media is a very real thing. Yeah. Like it's so silly to say that, but Okay, so you know, obviously you know, I got an iPad for my birthday. Yep. And one of the big reasons why I got it was because I wanted to start drawing on my iPad versus like a pen and paper. Um, and I thought I was not ready for it. The world I, cannot wait. Um, but that being said, I um, realized that I go to draw so much more now that it's a screen. And I really was thinking about that the other day. I was like, you know, like, honestly, it doesn't matter what I'm doing. I can be on the phone. I can be watching TV. I'm just hanging out. Like, like, I don't know what it is, but like, no matter what I'm doing, I'll just like grab my iPad and I'll start drawing or I'll start coloring or I'll start doing whatever. And I, I was thinking about it because I'm like, why do I do that so much more now Mm-hmm. Than I used to when I, I just had like a sketchbook or, and I would just draw stuff or whatever. And I realized it's because, well, I don't know if this is real, but like, this is sort of the psychoanalysis I've done on myself. I think it's, a, I think it's because it's a screen and my brain is like tricking itself into being like, oh, 
I literally think screen addiction is a real thing. And I don't know if there's like research on it and everyone's like, yeah, no shit it is. I don't know. But I personally think that it's very real. And I think that a big part of why I draw more now that I do it on my iPad is because I genuinely, just like I think everybody else, everybody is, is addicted to a screen. And so even though I'm not on like social media or like anything like that, I'm able to just like draw and do that because it's a screen. That is so interesting. I'm actually going to Google as we're talking. Um, screen addiction. addiction. Yeah. Hold on. And I think it like, like triggers something in my brain where it's like, okay, but it's a screen. So like go for that. No screen addiction is, is an actual thing here. Yeah. Premierhealth.com screen addiction affects physical and mental health. Yep. I totally believe it. And I think I like, I was thinking about why I'm like so much more likely to draw and do stuff now that it's on my iPad versus like physical thing, which I love drawing on like physical paper and, and taking that time to truly disconnect from a screen. Yeah. But yeah, I think it's because my brain is addicted to a screen. Wow. That is so interesting. I'm sure too, there's like a sense of like convenience with you when you draw on your iPad versus when you have to bring like a whole like pencil case and a sketchbook. Like there's just so I have to do that now. Like I have an Apple pencil. I have your, like, it's like a pencil is equivalent to an Apple pencil and your sketchbook yeah. is equivalent to your iPad. Wow. It's so weird, but it's just that like weird. the way in which like screen, social media, the digital world, like everything has like truly invaded for like a lack of a better way to put it, every aspect of your life. Oh my God. I know. It's wild. So it's like, it's actually, it goes beyond social media. It yeah. is like just, and and actually ties back to what we were saying in the beginning, which is like, how can you divorce yourself from the digital world and still stay not relevant, but like in the know, like, do you even need to be in the know? A great question. But I think it also goes to show why or maybe how social media maybe not how but why social media has like infiltrated your everyday life in the real world because you're actually having like a psychological mental response to a screen oh my god Trini fuck me up what the hell is going on I don't know I know that's why I was like fuck did I make a mistake should I give, should I like freaking somehow not draw on this iPad anymore? This is the same issue that I have with, um, what is it like? What's the thing called? There's a Kubo and then there's something else. Oh, a Kindle? Yes. I'm dead. It's, it's a Kobo. Kobo? <laughs> a Kubo. <laughs> the fob in me came out. Um, yeah, those the like digital book readers, for lack yeah. of a better word. I really want to buy one, but I feel like the whole purpose of reading is to disconnect exactly from a screen. Exactly, which is why I was so conflicted because I was like, when I was get, when like I was like gonna get this iPad, I was so conflicted because I was like, the whole point of point of drawing is to disconnect from a screen and social media and whatever, and actually like you know, like do something like physical, like yeah. not do something physical. So like I'm not doing it physically on an iPad, but I mean like, you know, not with a screen or something or an electronic, but um, you know how you're always like, I want to read more books. I truly think that if you were to get a Kobo or a Kindle or whatever, you would read more. 
And, and, and okay. And honestly, like I'm saying this, like it's such a bad thing, but at the end of the day, like my goal Mm -hmm. was to, is to draw every day. Like that's my goal is to like draw every day and like develop that skill and like, you know, grow it and like whatever and learn and continue to learn and have fun with it. And at the end of the day, if I'm doing that, if I find it better to do it on the iPad, then then that's fun. It's not like I can, it's not like I'm like banned from drawing in a sketchbook. And like, maybe if I become better on an iPad, like I'll be more inclined to do it on a sketchbook. And yeah. Yeah. And I think maybe it's the same thing for reading. Like if your goal is to read more in, in and of itself and just to read more, then who cares whether you're reading it on your phone or your iPad or a Kindle or an actual book, the point is to read more and that's what you're doing. It's not like you can never read a physical book again. Yeah. I think it's a balance. I think you have to like balance. I don't I don't think you can really live 100% without some form of technology or like access to the digital world. Um, But but I think it comes to like balance and how diligent you are with yourself and like how disciplined you are as well. Totally. And actually Steph said this because we were talking about this with her. Yeah. Because I think she wanted a Kindle or a Kobo or or one of the two. But we were talking about, because I was saying the same thing about the iPad that I was saying now, which is like, oh, you know, you're supposed to draw to sort of disconnect. And she was like, well, you're still disconnecting, which I I do. Like I find that when I'm like drawing on my iPad, I, I don't go on like social media or like whatever. Like, I'm like, oh, this is what I'm doing. And this is what I'm doing. Whereas even when I'm drawing in my sketchbook, I'll check my phone and go on Instagram and take breaks, whatever. But I actually don't do that when I draw on my iPad. So you are still disconnecting at the end of the day from social media. Yeah. And that's very complicated. No, I think that's so interesting. Maybe because I love that we are like going on and on about this, but I think it's so it is. interesting. It's- and it's, part of a bigger problem that we just didn't put like our finger on it but like I think when you are sketching on your iPad maybe the reason why you're not as like interested in what's going on in social media is because you're like I am using (laughs) this sounds stupid but like I'm using an iPad and so you make a more conscious effort not to check whatever it is that you would check when you're on your phone versus like when you're using a sketch pad you're like oh I'll take a break let me grab my phone yeah And also, and also I think it's like, yes, exactly what you said. And also you're like, you're not saying like, okay, when you're like truly quote disconnecting from a screen, it's like telling yourself, like, don't think about an elephant. Don't think about an elephant. Don't think about an elephant. Like, obviously your brain's going to want to think about an elephant. You know what I mean? Even if it has no interest in elephants, it's like the same thing when you're like, okay, I'm reading a book now. Don't look at your phone. Don't look at your phone. Don't look at your phone. Your mind is like, Ah, I need to look at my phone. Like, yeah. Yeah. Oh my God. But it's like when you're just looking at an iPad and you're like, well, yeah, I'm on a screen. So like, it's fine. And you're like, and your brain like doesn't become like obsessive over it, but that's literally an addiction. Like that's an addiction. <sighs> Why? Hey, well, f- this me up. I'm going to delete my Instagram. I'm going to give back my iPhone. I'm going to get a flip <laughs> phone. What is like, like a Samsung. I'm going to, I'm going to get like a 1995 style phone where there's like not even a screen there you go i'm ready post covid glow up for me (laughs) yeah post covid glow up i fall off the social world the digital world